0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gangs all here ready to go on this Monday, as we always do. Best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like. If you would like to take part in the program, email, tweet, dial us up, or all the above. Say good morning to Peacock. That's our streaming partner and our radio affiliates, led by Fox Sports Radio and iHeartRadio. Nearly 400 cities around America. This program brought to you by Impeller. Empower your investment portfolio opportunities in Puerto Rico. Impeller, new online tool that connects investors with innovative projects on the island. Available now. Impeller, your hub for investment opportunities in Puerto Rico. Learn more at investpr.org slash Impeller. Play of the day, poll questions, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Congratulations to all the team that made uh, into the playoffs. But that's not where the interest is, the drama is. It's about the teams that did not. What was supposed to be an underwhelming week for the NFL turned out to be one of the more exciting weeks in recent memory. Final week of the regular season. You saw upsets, Jags knocking off the Colts, T.J. Watt tying Michael Strahan's single-season sack record. And one of the better Sunday night football games of the year, Raiders and Chargers both went into the game with the chance to make the playoffs. There was even that scenario that they could both make it if the game ended in a tie. But both teams were playing to win. At least we think so. And it made for some pretty exciting football thanks to a Daniel Carlson field goal late in overtime. The Raiders are now in the playoffs. But the conversation has to do with the Chargers and Brandon Staley, their head coach, calling a timeout and giving the Raiders an opportunity to run 10 more yards, getting in better field goal position. But it's been a crazy year for the Raiders. When you look at everything this organization has been through, interim head coach, uh, Derek Carr with what he's done, everything that happened off the field. And I guess you could say this has still been a successful season for the Raiders. There was a moment last night... And I love when you get an honest moment from broadcasters. Because a lot of times you're trying to be fair, be down the middle. But when the timeout is called last night, the Chargers call the timeout. Here's Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth reacting in real time to that call. This will be a 30-second timeout. What? I think the Raiders were playing... To get it down to either a field goal or just let the clock run out, and the Chargers took the timeout. I'm trying to process this myself. I, 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 I mean, wow. I know that started social media for Al to go. Mm, 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 mm. Now Al is the <laughs> play-by-play guy. Your color analyst might go, hmm, mm, 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 not sure about that. And then Collinsworth he jumps in as well. And then we have our controversy because Brandon Staley does bring out people who either love him or hate him with his philosophy and hates a strong word. But he was trying to get his defense set. Do I think the Raiders were playing for a tie? So both teams got in, thus knocking out the Steelers. Did Brandon Staley think the Raiders were playing for a tie? Rich Bisaccia, the Raiders' head coach, on that topic. At what point would you have decided to just play for the tie and not try a field goal? You know, we had conversations about it the whole, you know, towards that end there. But if you remember, we ran the ball early. They didn't call a timeout, so we thought probably they're doing the same thing. So we thought if we could have a run in there that probably possibly could get us in field goal
1: position to win it, we were going to do that, and that's what we did.
0: So would you have punted if, if you hadn't got that big run?
1: I don't know. didn't happen.
0: <laughs> Here's Brandon Staley, the Chargers head coach, on calling that timeout.
1: I understand the criticism. We felt like we could get the run. We felt like um, the personnel grouping that they had out there, they weren't in a goal line defense. We felt like we had a plenty good enough, you know, play call for that. And um, they took away the the advantage look. And um, it just didn't go down for us tonight.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, when I'm watching in real time, I'm thinking, why would the Raiders gift something to the Chargers, a team in your own division? Why would you help them make the playoffs? Also, if I'm the Raiders and I'm going into the playoffs, I don't want to play the Kansas City Chiefs who have blown us out two times earlier this year. I'd rather take my chances against the Cincinnati Bengals. And if I'm Brandon Stanley, so why am I thinking that they're going to take a knee? Because if I, if I think that they're going to take a knee, then I'm not going to call a timeout and change my personnel. Now, I can probably nitpick on the personnel that he brought in, or maybe the formation, the defensive formation. But the Raiders got the first down. Jacobs runs for 10 yards, and then everybody wants to second guess. I think people, the old school has a problem with Brandon Staley. The Chargers became the first team in the last 30 years to convert on fourth down six times in a game. They forced overtime. They scored 15 points in the final four and a half minutes of regulation, a game tying touchdown, and the uh, PAT with no time left on the clock. If you want to nitpick that, you know, he calls timeouts or he goes for it or what, I, I, I don't understand all the criticism. I would have had a problem if the Raiders were playing for a time. Like, if the Raiders were taking a knee to help a divisional opponent, I'd have a real problem with that. And I don't know if anybody's talking about that. It, I guess because it didn't happen. But the fact that they were considering taking a knee to tie, and you're going to help the Chargers? Not the old Raiders. They wouldn't do it. But I guess the fact that it was on the table is really surprising there. But... I don't have any problem with Brandon Staley. Now, I don't like the analytics. I'm not a big analytics guy, but I understand you trust your team. You're going to go for it on fourth down. They were successful six times, but it feels like or felt like earlier this year, I think it was after the Kansas City game, it was basically that the old school doesn't understand what we're doing. And they turned on him. And I think that it's almost the uh, I'm smarter than you tone that maybe some of the uh, writers, reporters, analysts have taken away from him. I don't have any problem with that. I have a problem I don't get to see Justin Herbert play in the (laughs) postseason. That's my biggest takeaway from that. I want to see Justin Herbert play. But it feels like we're guilty of piling on Brandon Staley because he took a timeout. If I'm the coach... I'm not thinking you're going for t- who goes for a tie? Like like you want to win. If the Raiders were going to go for a tie then why are you passing the ball? Paulie, do you have the play chart there for yeah, the, the with Raiders? Yeah.
1: 4 minutes left, the Raiders had the ball and they, you know, got it downfield but after the two-minute warning, after the two-minute warning the Raiders ran for a minus 1 yard and then 7 yards to set up the third down. Some people thought in that moment that the Raiders not passing on second down to try to get in field goal territory meant that they're shutting it down. Yeah. That's what some people are saying is that that second down run, even though it's seven yards, oh, they're, they're not trying to get the, get in field goal territory.
0: 877-3DP-SHOW, email address danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at DP Show Louis Riddick from the Mothership will join us coming up a little bit. Also, uh, Carson Palmer will join us a little bit later on as well. Colts, Chargers, Browns, Ravens, Saints, all out. Raiders, Steelers, Eagles, Niners, in. Every year, it's normally four in and four out from the previous year. So if I said, hey, you know what? At the end of the year, these teams are going to have this in common. Colts, Chargers, Browns, Ravens, Saints, out. Ravens were one of the top five teams for the Super Bowl, odds-wise. Saints won 13 games last year. The Browns, Browns were favored to go to the AFC title game. Colts had seven Pro Bowl players. Problem is they have Carson Wentz. And that's a big issue. Because you gave up a lot. You took that contract off the hands of the Eagles. How do you have seven Pro Bowl players and you're not in the postseason? And then you have the Chargers. You know, the Chargers tease. They they I mean for years I always looked at the Chargers and go man that's a that's a team that could win the Super Bowl. And every year they gave you that man they they are good. They're dangerous. They're interesting. They're fun. And they're all of those things. But they're still the Chargers. And you saw that last night. They 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 just tease you so much. And I love the quarterback. Uh you know the fourth quarter comeback is I mean that's That's what you want. There's no quit. We're going to make the playoffs. You know, we're going to get into overtime. I I, I don't have any problem with Brandon Staley. I don't. I would The fact that the Raiders were considering taking a tie, I have a problem with it. But I found that out after the game. But you can hear Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels. I think they were under the impression the Raiders were playing for a tie. But I just wonder how the rest of the NFL would have reacted if the Raiders played for a tie last night. I would love to have seen a camera. You know when we have March Madness, when you have this smaller school and they're waiting to find out who they're going to play and we have the camera on them. If you had the Steelers in an auditorium and you had a camera on them as they're watching that game because they know that if there's a tie, they don't make the playoffs. And then Ben's career is over with. I would love to have had a camera there just watching them watch the game. And then you go to that fourth down call or you go that, you know, that
1: all of a sudden they're going to run it
0: after a timeout. Yeah, Paul. The
1: whole Steelers team jumps out and starts screaming and Ben goes,
0: oh, yeah, oh, let me get up here. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take me a little while to get Woo. up there with you guys. A oh, little help, Pouncy? Yeah. So Colts, Chargers, Browns, Ravens, Saints out, Raiders, Steelers, Eagles, 49ers in. Oh, by the way, national title game coming up tonight, Georgia and Alabama. Here's here's the analogy I'm going to use. Now, I'm going to watch it, okay? It's my job. But have you ever had this happen before? You have a huge lunch, and you get... done. and then your wife goes, uh, what do you want to do for dinner? And you'll go, I, I just had lunch. Well, we just had lunch over the weekend, a big lunch. We had football on Saturday. We had football on Sunday, Sunday night, go back to work. And then it's, uh, oh, man, I'm still full. Hey, national title game coming up tonight. And this is going to go after midnight. I, I, I'm i sure that there's analytics TV analytics that, hey, you got the standalone Monday night game. But this feels like this game should have already been played. Um, and, and by the way, it has already been played a, a month ago <laughs> with uh, Alabama roughing up Georgia. Nice. Uh, Fritzy is doing the honors of the poll question because nobody else wants to do it. Will uh Do you, do you have uh, a couple
1: of poll questions? We do have a couple of poll questions. Okay, all right. Uh most disappointing NFL team this season, including the Browns, mm. Colts, Ravens, Saints, Seahawks, Vikings. That's one.
0: Okay. Hold on, hold on. Uh, now you have W H I S H. Do you see that on your poll question? Wish. Road team has the best chance to win their first round game? It does
1: say wish. It oh, okay. should say W-H-I-C-H.
0: Okay, I just if we get to that one, you know, I get gotta... it.
1: We would have to correct the spelling. <laughs> yes. And I did win a spelling bee in third grade. I should have caught that.
0: Yes, but you cheated, didn't you?
1: Well, I said capital S for Saturday when my friend just said S <laughs> A T U R D A Y, So that was kind of a weak way <laughs> okay, to win that Okay, one.
0: so um, I like that poll question. The, the most disappointing team, is that what we're going yes. with? Yes. Okay. Run it run down the uh, options again.
1: Grounds, Colts, Ravens, Saints, Seahawks, Vikings. Most disappointing NFL team this season.
0: Yeah, we forgot about Seahawks, but they've been eliminated. It felt like, uh, you know, six weeks ago. Wow. I, I mean, there's some teams that are... Re- yeah, I mean, the Giants are never a punchline. Rarely a punchline. They're a joke. And, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, and I think your guys' reaction was, What? I think the Jets have a brighter future than the Giants do. and And first of all, that's not hard to do, but the Jets, I at least feel like they have a little more promise. I, I'd like to see a little bit more from their quarterback before giving a, a, a definitive answer on his future and their head coach. but uh, watching the Giants yesterday, and I'm not sold on Joe Ju- Joe Judge watched too many movies of you know football coaches. He, in fact, he would be good in a in a uh, role as a coach in a movie, but not in the NFL. Like they ran a third down, like a victory formation in third down inside their ten. It was third down <laughs> and nine, and I went, "What do
1: you? What do this will surprise him? <laughs> come on, guys, what are we
0: doing?" What did we do? T- and then the previous week, he went on an 11-minute rant talking about that you're not, you know, a joke. And yes, it's a total rebuild. Yes, he. Patrick Mahomes just said that he thought one of his players was
1: going to pull a Daniel Jones and fall. Oh, alone. I know. I know I <laughs> That's heard.
0: how big of a joke they were. Yeah. Right? yeah,
1: Paulie. Growing up, again, I'm not from New Jersey, but Giants are one of those... Tough tickets in sports to get. New York Giants home games are impossible. They have season ticket lists, all that stuff. And when the Washington football team comes to town, that's a good game for the Giants. There's empty seats at Giants Stadium last night. Yeah. Nutty. Yeah. All right. A lot to
0: talk about. Your phone calls are welcome. We'll get to those coming up. If your team's on the list, you can call in. Operator Marvin is uh, standing by. All right, we'll take a break. We'll talk to Lewis Riddick of the Mothership, get his thoughts on what happened with that Raiders-Chargers game, and then uh, start to handicap some of these matchups coming up next weekend. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. LifeLock. I love LifeLock because LifeLock can protect you with what's yours. And you know, the, there's so many ways that people can get information. You have to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect our lives every single day. You know, there there's steps that you can take to protect your computers and phones and smartwatches and more from attacks including turning off device listening, updating software, But you have to understand how much information we're putting out there. In an instant, a cyber criminal could steal what's yours and harm your finances, your credit, your reputation. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. You have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. And LifeLock is the first to say no one could prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But protect what's yours. Get a head start. LifeLock by Norton. Save up to 25% off your first year. Promo code PATRICK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Promo code PATRICK for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Van. And you could win our Sprinter Van. Go to danpatrick.com to enter Mercedes-Benz Vans, built, equipped, engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership. Today, Bears have fired Matt Nagy. The Vikings have fired Mike Zimmer. That was during the commercial break. Vic Fangio has been fired by the uh, Broncos. I don't know who uh, Joe Judge, I guess, is on the warm seat. I don't know if it's a hot seat. Matt Rule is going to be brought back in
1: Carolina. Anybody else
0: waiting on their fate,
1: Paulie? I don't know, but Schefter posted about Matt Nagy being fired in Chicago. He didn't even put breaking. It's not. (laughs) It was like he was writing a sentence. Yes. It's not breaking news. Mike Zimmer's breaking
0: news. Bears fans, I think, probably got up this morning. He's like, wait a minute. He hadn't been fired yet? Like, what are we waiting for? But uh, so the Bears opening, and you got an opening in Minnesota. Which job would I want to have? You're also now. Are the Raiders going to fire their head coach? If if you make, oh boy, if it's true that Jim Harbaugh might be the guy, now I'm also hearing that uh, the Dolphins would be interested in Jim Harbaugh as well. But it feels like it's more Raiders and Dolphins if Jim Harbaugh wants to leave, not the Chicago Bears. But I don't know who if the Bears are going to make a run at Ryan Day at Ohio State. But uh, I was told yesterday by a source, you know, Harbaugh will be in demand because there aren't a lot of great candidates out there. Now, Todd Bowles maybe gets a chance. Dan Quinn is probably going to be the leading candidate in Denver. And I think that's what's interesting to watch is whoever gets that job, who's the offensive coordinator? Because if you're truly going to make a run at Aaron Rodgers, you've got to do something that is going to be – appeasing to him. If, if you're going to do that, and maybe the Broncos aren't, maybe they're going in a different direction, but I was told yesterday by a source, Dan Quinn will be the leading candidate for the Broncos job, but keep an eye on who would hire the offensive coordinator there. Yeah, Paulie.
1: With Zimmer being fired, Vikings, that's, that's going to be really frustrating. Four years ago, you're a couple plays from the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and they had the 10th best offense in the league under a, a basically a free Case Keenum. He didn't cost anything. They decided not to keep them and upgrade, air quotes, to Cousins. Yeah. They had the 14th ranked offense in the league. And all, they had the number one ranked defense four years ago. They couldn't sign all those guys because they spent it on Cousins. Yeah. Now they have the 24th ranked defense. That's wild.
0: You know, this is where numbers lie. Because if I look at Carson Wentz's season or Kirk D. Cousins, I mean, they're good, they're good numbers. But they're just numbers. You want to know if your quarterback with a game on the line, he'll win that game for you. Carson Wentz had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. That's great. On a running team, that's great. It's complimentary. Kirk Cousins had 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions. That, that'll get you into the Pro Bowl. But does he feel threatening? See, that's, that's the thing with these numbers. How many quarterbacks do you go... That guy, that guy, we got to worry about. He can beat us. And I, I, you know, Kirk D. Cousins doesn't is not threatening. Carson, wants, How do you have seven Pro Bowl players and not make the playoffs? Let's bring in Lewis Riddick. He was on the call for the Cowboys win over the Eagles, and uh, he'll once again be alongside Steve Levy, Brian Greasy. First ever Monday Night Wild Card game: Cardinals Rams kickoff a week from today at eight fifteen Eastern on ESPN, ABC, and ESPN. Uh, do you want to start with the firings here, Nagy in Chicago? You got Mike Zimmer <laughs> getting fired, Vic Fangio. Out of those three jobs, which one is the most attractive? Wow, man. You know, I think Chicago,
2: obviously, because they have a young quarterback in place, that everyone will say, well, okay, well, look, I mean, every coach, right, Dan, you know this, they go into situations going, well, I'm going to be the one who builds it from the ground up, and I'm going to be the savior, I'm going to be the next hot thing. I'm gonna be the guy. Well, I mean, and most times they connect that with having a young quarterback who they feel as though they can take to the kind of levels that really are you know commensurate with being a championship caliber football team. And I think a lot of people look at Justin feels like that. I think the the issue in Chicago will be how do they revamp the front office? Do they revamp the front office, starting from like the level right below ownership on down and how And do they stock it with football people? So to speak, although I don't like necessarily using that term, let me just put it this way, that people who really do understand what coaches need in order to be successful, what front offices need to be successful. Do they do that? If they can do, if they do that, I think everybody will be lining up at the door to try and get that job. Minnesota is stocked. I heard what you were just saying. This is a good football team. That's some really good players. That has a. They have a system in place there, in terms of the style of players that they have that they've that they've acquired on the offense. It's a zone running team. Real good running back. All world young wide receiver. A quarterback who can play winning caliber football. But you're right. There's going to be some people who go. But can Kirk really be that guy? That postseason guy that can make that can allow me to win games at the highest level, which is ultimately what coaches need to do. Defensively they got banged up this year but they still have people who can rush the passer. They got young fa- they got fast aggressive linebackers. They need to revamp the secondary. That's probably right there. That's probably job number 2. The third one, you know, being Denver right now, the issue there is they have no quarterback. Zero. Winning caliber defense still need to continue to build out the offense but no quarterback at all. But in a great city a team that right now is undergoing, obviously, it's some changes from an, at the ownership level, which will scare off some people, too, because you just don't know how that's going to transition. But I think that's how I would stack them. Chicago, Minnesota, Denver, in terms of coaches who probably are looking for a situation where they can really build it from the ground up, those are the, that's how I would probably prioritize. Them.
0: And then you throw the Giants in there, and maybe they stay with Joe Judge. I mean, I'm not here to lobby for somebody to be fired, but if you're going to replace the GM, it... It just feels like that coach uh, could be in a tenuous situation there, and and I wonder, you know, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, Gettleman, your GM, Joe Judge. It feels like that might be one big broom that you use there with the Giants. Uh, yeah, your thoughts? Yeah,
2: I, I've always thought then that's the way you should go when you're doing those kind of things. When you when you okay, when you're trying to reset an organization and you're trying to get your get your football operation operation back on track it's really hard to discern okay well whose fault was it that i need to now make a change was it the coach was it the gm was it the scouts was it the offensive coordinator was it the special team like what, what's going on it's hard man and see right now everyone excuse my language here but everyone's in ass covering mode right now so the GM is going to point to the coach. Coach is going to point to the GM. Coach is going to point to the offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator is going to point to the defensive coordinator. And you know what? That, to me, is how you erode culture. That's how you erode the concept of team. And honestly, when you're resetting a place, you should reset the whole thing and say, this GM and this coach, you guys are together. Because when it comes to building out a football operation, Dan, look, you know that it's about, it's about, it's about scouting and evaluation. Then it's about acquiring that talent, valuing that talent and acquiring it. And then it's about development and utilization. And all three of those things, when you're building a football operation, the head coach and the GM have to be like this. So how can you separate it out then and go, well, it's the GM's fault, but the coach is not at fault. Or it's the coach's fault, but it's not the GM's fault. That's a loser's proposition to me. And I think they should go, as painful as it would be for the Maris and the to do that again, is probably what they need to do.
0: We're talking to Lewis Riddick of the Mothership. He, of course, an analyst for Monday Night Football. Brian Flores just got fired as the Dolphins head coach.
2: Oh wow, man, things are happening fast, man. While I'm sitting here talking, I'm a big fan of Brian Flores, and I'm a big fan of his. And I got to know him a little bit this year. We got to do, you know, their game just a couple of weeks ago down in New Orleans.
0: They wow, seem that, that, promising, but I, I as I wow. mentioned about 15 minutes ago, Lewis, I was told that if Jim Harbaugh, you know, the Raiders would have interest, but the Dolphins would be the other team, not the Bears. Yeah. And that's what I wonder. Now, I don't For have sure. any information other than a source said to me yesterday, everybody keeps talking about Jim maybe leaving to go to the Raiders. Keep an eye on the Dolphins. Well, I'm right. watching the Dolphins play and they're beating the Patriots. And I thought, you know, they had a great second half here. Yeah, water was great you got to decide on two yep I don't, there, I don't know see this this is where it doesn't become
2: it doesn't really become objective at this point now it just becomes about subjective and personal desires wishes feelings wants of the owner that's really what it comes down to and and owners look they own coaches coach players play and when owners own, they can do whatever the heck they want. And if you if they have personal feelings and personal desires to work with certain individuals, they'll just they don't have to well, quite honestly, they don't have to justify it to anybody.
0: But you don't fire at- unless you know who you're gonna hire. I think right, does that you know what? Yeah, you would say that, you know, I
2: think in the perfect world, yeah. But I don't think quite honestly, I don't think a lot of owners really think that way anymore because yeah, they may know who they're gonna hire, who they're gonna try and go after. Yeah. But I don't always think that they really think this stuff out really rationally, man. I, I think a lot of this really happens emotionally. And I think, you know, as, as human beings, we know that sometimes it just becomes personal. It's just about look, I I don't wanna do this anymore. I wanna go this direction. And if you write the checks and you own the team, you can do that. And we know that Stephen Ross has a connection, obviously, as being a Michigan alum with with uh Coach Harbaugh, I mean, that that's easy. That's an easy connection to make. And he can throw at him whatever money he needs to throw at him and give him total control of the everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm assuming right now, as we're sitting here talking, Chris Greer still employed the general manager? I think so, as of
0: right manager? now. Uh, Ryan yeah. Pace was fired as the GM with the Bears two minutes ago. See, there we go, man. Yeah.
2: See that? You know what, though? But that's what they needed to do. So now I, 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 I do believe that that becomes job number one that people would want. Now, we don't know what's happening with Ted Phillips, who's also there in the front office. But I think that becomes job number one because of Justin Fields. And down there in Miami, look, you'll find people who like Tua, some people who don't. Some people will want to know, well, what's going to be the plan as far as that's concerned? Are you guys really in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes? Do, like do you like Tua?
0: Do you like Tua? Yeah, I do. If I you do. were the GM of the Dolphins, you'd keep Tua.
2: I would right now. Yeah, that would be my plan right now for sure.
0: But if you could get Deshaun Watson,
2: you know what? I I don't I don't know, Dan. Look, there's a lot about that that's non football related. That for me, look, I just can't brush off and go. Well, I'm just going to think about this from a football perspective and ignore and ignore all that other stuff. You're going down like an avenue there that has so much unknown, and I'm I'm just not one of those guys who really believes that you can just sell your soul just for, you know, to try and win football games and kind of just put on the back burner, all those other things. I've never been like that. Yeah. Even in, my, in all my years in front office, man, I used to have some real heated arguments with people about the character of certain individuals as it relates to their football ability and whether or not they were good fits for what we were trying to do. So I'm we'll gonna,
0: I, I want to book you for next season. The Monday after the final regular season game, nine twenty Eastern, and then I'll just tell you all the firings in real time. There you
2: go. This, is, this has this been fun, man. I mean,
1: you're breaking news left and right. Uh,
0: I was going to have you on to talk to you about the Chargers' strategy here, but uh, yeah, I um, you know uh, full disclosure here, I I have a problem that the Raiders thought about taking a knee and yeah. and, and a tie with a divisional opponent. Like I yeah. I don't have any problem with Brandon Staley calling a timeout to change his personnel because I'm thinking you want to beat us, not, right. hey, let's just uh, kumbaya, man, handshake right. tie. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I
2: I agree with you there. I agree. The more I think about it, the more when I heard his explanation as to what he was trying to do, I get it. He was trying to win the game. If you want to have a problem with Brandon, then you, pr- you should probably rewind the tape and go back to some other situations maybe like going for it on fourth down, backed up in your own territory, inside your own 20. I mean, maybe you want to get mad at him, get mad at him for that.
0: Yeah. And plenty of people are. Yeah. And I can have a problem with that. But don't you want a coach who believes in you? Now, you might say he doesn't believe in his defense, therefore he's always going for it with his offense. But it feels like Brandon Staley has rubbed the old school the wrong way. Like he's there's bringing no in analytics and, hey, we don't need that kind of stuff. We have too much of it in baseball.
2: Yeah, there, there's there's no doubt. Look, it, it, this has become something that has become highly emotional and it's become an us versus them type of thing, which is kind of ridiculous because really the, there there is a sweet spot in the middle where data is your friend and it can help you and you do need to be forward thinking. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt. And it's not just an in-game decision making. It's in terms of kind of structuring your whole football operation. That is powerful. It's a very useful tool, useful tool. But man, people have really picked sides. <laughs> he seems to be the poster boy, like for being the whipping boy, as far as this is concerned right now.
0: Yeah, I know. Who should who should make a change in the quarterbacking position? The Colts or the Browns?
2: <laughs> uh, the Colts can't, although they should, but they can't. The Browns, you know what? I would ride with this fifth year option with Baker right now. I would. Until I see what my next best alternative is. I don't think either. Look, the Colts can't make a change, so they're stuck. But with the Browns, I would hold tight right now because you've got them next year for just under 19 million bucks or for this year, And now that we're in 2022. And then you just see how this goes in the offseason and whether or not you can upgrade the position.
0: Great appearance, Lewis. Uh, <laughs>
2: hey, I appreciate it. This, this has been good. I mean, fast and furious this morning, man.
0: Fast and furious. Thank you, buddy. Uh, tell okay. tell Leaves and Brian we said hello and uh, have Thank fun you. next uh, next Monday night. Cardinals-Rams on ESPN ABC, ESPN+. Thank you, Lewis. You bet. Thank and you. That's uh, Lewis Riddick, ESPN uh, Monday Night Football analyst, former NFL player. And, of course, the mothership will have the wild card game between the Cardinals and the Rams. I didn't even get to the game. Uh, but that's what you love when you get real-time reactions there. And, and Paulie's saying, uh, Brian Flores just got fired. I was like, Lewis, Brian Flores just got fired. Oh, wow. Ryan Pace out as the GM. Love real reaction. Good stuff. All right. Play of the day. We uh, will update our poll results and your phone calls. Best and worst of the weekend. Just getting started here. Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
2: The play play. of the day. This is the play of the day.
1: Check this out. A little forty-seven yarder.
0: Jackpot, baby! Let's go to Cincinnati. Yeah, baby! Wow! Five walk-off field goals for Daniel Carlson this year. Brent Musburger with the call. Raiders Radio Network. Daniel Carlson with uh, five field goals in overtime this season. Most overtime field goals by any kicker in a single season in the last 30 years. That's your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. The Sprinter van you could win. Dan Patrick shows ultimate camping rig sweepstakes. Got a chance to see the Sprinter van. Awesome. To enter, get rules, visit danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com. By February 2nd, Mercedes-Benz vans. Seven of this year's 14 playoff teams missed the postseason last year. Bengals, Patriots, Raiders in the AFC, Cardinals, Cowboys, Eagles, Niners in the NFC. It's been a busy first 45 minutes of the show. Brian Flores out as the Dolphins head coach. That one was surprising. But I'll go back to what I told you a half hour ago. A source told me yesterday that uh, Jim Harbaugh, if he's up for the Raiders job, keep an eye on the Dolphins job. And I said to my source, that job's going to be open. And I was told yesterday, if Jim Harbaugh is interested, that job will be open. Brian Flores out as the Dolphins head coach. Also, uh, the front office, uh, Ryan Pace, he's out as the GM Matt Nagy is out as well. Vic Fangio is out as well. You might have a coaching change in New York with the Giants, maybe one in Houston. Mike Zimmer is out in Minnesota as well. All righty. Paul in Wisconsin leads us off. Paul, best and worst of the weekend. Morning, DP. Morning. Five, eight. a fluffy 200. Uh, best of the weekend, Chargers, Raiders,
2: Course the weekend, Brandon Staley's decision making. And one last comment. I think the Raiders wanted to take the tie, immaculate reception. That's all I got.
0: Have a good day. All right. Thank you. What was it? Do the Raiders.
1: Like, if they took the tie, it would knock the Raiders, uh, knock the Steelers out of the playoffs. Uh,
0: well, I mean, are we going back to bad blood with the immaculate, immaculate reception? Here? Finally, it's payback time. So you want the Steelers out? but you would want the Chargers in. The Steelers wouldn't scare me. Chargers would scare me. I wouldn't want the Chargers to get in. Yeah, no, I don't understand that. I, I don't. The fact you would play for a tie and let a divisional opponent in? I mean, imagine if the Raiders did that last night, and they played for a tie. What would, what would we be talking about today? that the lions had a reason to play for a tie they didn't or play for a loss i should say yes Eden. and there are a lot of people on social media like nfl analyst expert types who were like neil you cowards do it like all this <laughs> time like whoa uh this in from jeff darlington from the Mothership. While I realize many are assuming Flores' departure is tied to Harbaugh's potential availability, I can assure you that is not the case. The Dolphins are not targeting Jim Harbaugh per sources. The decision to fire Flores is entirely independent. Doesn't mean he's not a possibility here, but I was told that, you know, keep an eye on the Dolphins as well as the Raiders for Jim Harbaugh. Yes, Seton You get the sense, too, that Brian Flores isn't going to be unemployed very long. I like Brian Flores. I do. I know that they started off poorly. I, I think they reached on uh, Tua tonga Uh Waddle has been great this year at, what, 102 catches? You know, it's just a faceless franchise, and I think that's what they're trying to get. Do they get Deshaun Watson? Do you get a big-name coach here? But Brian Flores is out. I'm surprised. Uh, Terry in New York. Hi, Terry. What's on your mind? Dan, how are you doing today? Good, sir.
2: Good, good. Uh, I wanted to say my best of the weekend was uh, Sean McVay didn't believe when he brought Stafford there he would lose, get swept by the Niners again. And uh, <laughs> my best is I'm glad the Raiders pulled it out for Mrs. Madden and everybody in attendance. And, uh, man, if they didn't, what if uh, that play to a uh, waller? Everybody be talking about that play to Waller when he missed Waller if they, if they didn't win today.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, thank you, Cherry. Have a great day. Uh, Tony in Kentucky. Hi, Tone. What's on your mind? Morning, Dan. Morning. First-time caller, long-time listener. What's on your mind? All right. Hey, listen, uh, man, I've been a
2: Colts fan for years and years and years. Actually attended a game this year, first time in a long time at Lucas so terrific atmosphere. But, man, those guys have flat laid a goose egg yep. the last two weeks. Yep. I think Frank Reich, Frank's got to take some of the responsibility for that. Uh, I mean, you've got the best running back in the league in Jonathan Taylor,
0: and you've got to throw the ball. On third and fourth down to get a first down. Good God Almighty. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I know. I, I Hang in Chris there, Ballard. Tony. Hang in there, Tony. All right. Uh, you got seven Pro Bowl players, and you're not in the playoffs. Crazy. Jeff in Florida. Hi, Jeff. What up, DP? Hey, Jeff.
2: Uh, best and worst of the weekend and a pie to the face update. Uh, best of the weekend was uh, my football team and my Dolphins with nothing to play for. And worst of the weekend now is Brian Flores getting fired. Yeah. Uh, I don't like that decision. And then uh, we got a couple of Danettes that have a pie to the face coming. Uh, we had a bet for J.J. Watt uh, over under sacks for the season.
0: And he had one. <laughs>
1: who,
0: who had the bet with you?
1: Uh, no, it, it was you guys. Bet uh, Paulie and Fritzy had the over,
2: and uh, you and Seaton and McLevin had the under.
0: All right. All right. Well, thank oh. you, Jeff. I, I'm going to get Mario on this. Sweet. Polly and Fritzy, they'd have to deliver pies to each other's faces. Yes, Paulie?
1: I would still bet that JJ Watt has more than eight <laughs> sacks this season, and the season's <laughs> over. That's how loyal I am. Oh my guy. <laughs> I like how his
0: brother ties Michael Strahan's sack record the next play gets hit in the groin. Like they, they were gonna take the record back.
1: Yeah, Paul. We also have a, a special treat. Fritzy lost a bet with the Broncos yep. making the playoffs. Yep. Fritzy on Thursday after the show is making chili for all of us and will warm it up and serve it to us on Friday. All wait, by himself. Wait, do we win in this? We don't know. America wins watching. Oh
0: my god.
1: Very exciting. Why don't
0: you reach out to Guy Fieri and see if he can help you, Todd?
1: I don't think there's any helping me at this point.
0: All right, more phone calls coming up. Best and worst of the weekend. Carson Palmer, former Bengal, former Cardinal, former Raider. All of his teams got into the playoffs. He'll join us coming up a little bit later on as well. One hour in the books, two more to go. One more item. We close out hour one. It's M drive. You don't have to be like me to reach your goals. It's about being consistent, making small changes over time and changes like M drive, boost and burn. It's a daily supplement for driven guys who want to shed the holiday weight and give you that energy. You need to crush your fitness goals, no matter what your age is packed with clinically tested ingredients that naturally burn more body fat. M drive, boost and burn is one small change you can make every morning to start your day off right You can go to mdrivedan.com. You're going to get free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. You can also find M-Drive at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. New Year's resolutions don't work. you got to make small changes today that will lead to a lasting impact throughout the year. Try M-Drive Boost and Burn to lose weight, get more energy, and perform at your very best. Go to mdrivedan.com or Walgreens Rite Aid and Vitamin Shop. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive. Go to mdrivedan.com.